host to rom-coms quarantine edition number one Woo! well hey at least we're back in business that's right we are remote podcasting right now which is new for us it took us what like a week yeah to figure it out and by that we and by us we mean james because he's amazing we thank you so much He's our technology director. Yes. I think that's a promotion, right? Before he was just our sound guy. Now he's our technology director. So I think any addition of TAS is just a demotion at this point in his mind. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, guys, I'm Allison. And I'm Marie. And I just waved at Marie at Skype (laughs) (laughs) as I was introducing myself. Uh, it's nice to meet you because we just had a chaotic family facetime like three hours ago it was a weird happy hour it was weird it was like i said chaotic yes uh so today on the podcast we are on i think number 14 15 sorry is it 15 okay number 15 of the list of rotten tomatoes 50 um top rom-coms of all time um, it is The Apartment. Yep. It's an older movie. 1960. 1960. Allison, do you want to give us the deets? Yes, because I want to get to this drink. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. So The Apartment came out 1960. It is not rated. I love how those are not rated because I feel like this is kind of a racy movie for 1960. Um, I agree. Directed and written by Billy Wilder. And also written by I.A.L. Diamond. It's his... Just initials? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, starring Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, Fred McMurray. Um, I think those are the main people. I don't need to go into anybody else. No, those four guys, the like other four guys and their women folk were... I feel like Minor. secondary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so, the drink to go with this, guys... As you may have heard, we are we are the pandemic right now. So our liquor options are quite limited. We can't just run to the liquor store. Um, in Pennsylvania, the state stores have closed and they don't sell liquor in grocery stores like in other states. So we're kind of just making do with the stuff we have around the house. Um, so to go with the movie today, since Jack Lemon is in it, we have Lemon Drops. Jack Lemon's Lemon Drops here. Um, it is one of my favorite movies, or not no. my favorite movies. God, no, it's not one of my favorite movies, but it's one of my favorite drinks. It is two ounces of vodka, a half ounce triple sec, an ounce of simple syrup, and an ounce of lemon juice. So check out the Instagram. At Toasty Romcoms. At Toasty Romcoms to see a picture of that. Did you so. salt your rim? I did not sugar my rim. You did not salt the rim. I lied. A- I'm sorry. I meant sugar it. Okay. <laughs> you do not salt the rim of a lemon drop. You can sugar it. But no, I did not. Did you sugar yours? No. It seemed like no. too much work. It's a lot of work. It is. All right. And I feel like uh, at bars, they have special stuff to make the sugar stick. So, all right. Cheers. <sighs> Love the lemon drop. Delightful. It is very tart. I love and it. And then I, I think at the end is when you get a little blast of the sugar. Yeah. So it's it's a very refreshing drink. 
like I hate to call it light, but I don't feel like it's overpowering. It's not at all. There's really not a whole lot of bite. Do you think you have to like vodka to enjoy this drink? Do you think it's vodka heavy, I guess? Hang on. Let me taste it again. No. See, I, I was going to say yes. I think it depends on who makes it. I have had vodka heavy ones out at dinner and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I've had like a lot of drinks today. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, feel- it's the weekend and we're on lockdown. What do you? What else do you do? <laughs> I feel like if you squish the liquor down on your tongue, like you can really get the vodka. But after, when you have it in your mouth. <laughs> so but i like vodka it's my go-to liquor although i'm maybe it's a tie between vodka and gin with a little leaning towards gin lately yeah i just i love gin i like but you know what really disappoints me um not that i'm avoiding talking about this great movie um i miss wiggles geneva they're Dutch style. It's not the same. The Dutch style, I don't. I agree. I don't like the Dutch style um, gin as much as I like the. I call it Genevieve, mm. like like Guinevere, except Genevieve. That's probably smart. What, how did you say it? Genever, Genever. Uh, it's like G I N E V E R. But I could see that because it has juniper in it, so instead of juniper, juniper. Yeah. I don't know. But that's why I like it. It's because it's like a little bit more floral. Yeah. You know me. I, I love my floral. And they don't sell it online. I know. So. I've had a hard time finding it in liquor stores even, you know, before. I wonder so. if it's seasonal. Maybe. We'll find out. Or we won't. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, this movie, I can tell you, I was not a big fan. This movie was not funny it was not a funny movie no um i think there were a couple gags in it where you're like oh chuckle chuckle but even then it's kind of forced like what 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 the hell business does this movie have being on this list this high yes absolutely it was boring quite frankly depressing very depressing yet another rom-com with an attempted suicide in it you can never have too many of those just really lightens the mood yeah uh do you want me to give the summary yes please all right so this movie the apartment is about this doofy guy um who that's a good way to describe him he is doofy he is there's something about him like the moment he got on screen i was like this guy's a goober um (laughs) he rents his apartment out to his bosses to take women there so they don't get caught by their wives it's pretty disgusting but everybody just keeps using his apartment and then he falls in love with the elevator lady um i guess they're in the empire state building and there's an elevator operator and she's one of them and then she he realizes that his boss's boss is taking her to his apartment 
And then she ODs in his apartment because it's not working out with the boss's boss. And he finds her there and nurses her back to health. And that's it. That's all I got. It's just a dumb movie. (laughs) Yes. I really just hated it. Yeah. Like, there, it's not the worst movie on there, but it might be top five worst. I no, th- I think top that's... 10 worst for sure. Yeah. Um, Hi, Bernard. Um, Because, you know, I got to go, like, there's going to be three Woody Allen movies, so those <laughs> are going to be in the worst. Me and everyone we know, Maggie's plan. Belly Pock. Oh, Belly Pock. Although I have to say, the podcast we did on Bella Puck, I not to toot our horns, but I thought it was really funny. Oh, good. Well, so. the movie did help because it was crazy. <laughs> the weirdest plots. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta say, like, believability-wise, this movie, I didn't have a ton of issues with it. I had just, like, my normal one, like, nitpicky like just nitpicky stuff because this seemed very like this movie kept reminding me of Mad Men I had never watched it okay so it's like sleazy um well-to-do men who cheat on their wives and drink and schmooze and I don't know it just yeah it reminded me a lot of Mad Men but Mad Men's better (laughs) although more depressing (laughs) I guess like do we do we buy that these men are taking their extramarital affairs to this guy's apartment instead of going out to a hotel? Yeah, cuz I don't think they're paying him. Right. And he's supplying the liquor and the snacks and all that stuff. Like so is that the are they that eager to save a buck? I guess. How did he get into this situation in the first place? Uh, that's a great question. Um, my first question was, are they fucking in his bed? Yeah. Number one. Yes. Two, is he changing the sheets before he sleeps in that bed? No. Because, ew. And three, how many people are fucking in his bed a night? Are they changing the sheets <laughs> in between sessions? Because... <laughs> gross no 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 uh, <laughs> it's just a cesspool of germs like the cesspool we're in now do you do you think that they're using condoms they gotta be like how are you avoiding i don't think birth control pills were a thing right mm, i think they were came around in the 60s so they May or may not have been. But they gotta be using condoms because they can't just like take these problems home <laughs> to their they? In, I guess. Like are rich white men in the 60s worried about bringing gonorrhea and the clap home? Yikes. Gonorrhea and clap aren't the same, right? Clap is chlamydia? Yeah. Uh, nice. 1960. Oh, so they may or may not have been on birth control pills. The first few years of birth control pills were pretty rocky, though. (laughs) From what I glean. (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah, it's just really dirty. 
everybody's a slime ball, and these men aren't even attractive. I'm not attractive. Sorry, I got you off. None of them. Mm -mm. Not even Jack Lemmon. No, I mean, he's he's a doofy looking guy, like you said, but I think that's why they picked him. Like, they picked him because he was, like, obviously not a type A kind of take charge guy. He blends in with the crowd, so women aren't going to be going for him. So I think that's why they cast him out of other people. Yeah. Um, My first unbelievable thought that I had was I thought people, especially in New York City, never knew their neighbors. But oh, he I- seemed to know his neighbors. Or did they make a point to know him because they thought he was fucking everything on two legs? Yeah, maybe. So they they wanted to see what that was all about. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. Are times different in the sixties? Would people be interested in knowing their neighbors? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I've been in there and I say no. <laughs> oh, <I'm just> <laughs> I was also incredulous that whenever Jack Lemon got kicked out of his apartment the first time with that guy and he was sick. He wait, and maybe that was that time. He went to Central Park at night at eleven o'clock. I'm like That was yeah, that was before he got sick. That's what made him Oh, because it was raining. And he's just yeah. sitting there in the like eleven o'clock at night in Central Park. I'm like, no. No. I think even in the sixties it was not a good time there you mean crime wise is that what you're talking about yeah i have i have no idea i couldn't believe that so i'm sorry like i don't have a lot of notes going on with this movie like because it was a boring movie there was yeah and like i said i thought it was fairly believable if you could believe that these men wouldn't just go to hotels but the something else that struck me was when he was talking to Shirley MacLaine and asking her on a date, he spouted all of her information from her insurance card no. and information back to her. No, it was so gross. It was really, really creepy. Yeah. Just so creepy. And she was going for it and laughing. It's like any sensible woman would not take that as a compliment they would be creeped out yeah i thought it was pretty gross like very stalker very stalker absolutely yep um also did you catch how many martinis he drank in that bar i sure did wasn't it i thought i wrote it down uh hang on hang on it's happening no, I just put that's a lot of martinis. 13. Holy shit. How could that little guy drink 13 martinis and still be standing at the end of the night? I mean, well, number one, he kind of wasn't. He was leaning against her. <laughs> she, the way that they were dancing made me laugh. That was like one of two moments in the movie that made me laugh. Um, they were small, like little. I would say they would be the size of a diva cup. If I had to compare it to something. You're comparing a martini in the 60s with something that catches period blood in the 2000s. I didn't think it was a big glass. 
You okay. Thoughts? No. Did you think yeah. it was? <laughs> I thought it looked like a regular because some places do serve big martinis. Like their their glasses are larger and some places have a smaller glass. So I didn't think it was an extra, extra small glass. I thought 13. I thought you could fit two to three ounces in those glasses. You think? Yeah. Oh, two. Two. Yeah. So he's just tossing them back. He's not eating the olives. I feel like he'd be less drunk if he ate the olives. (laughs) Eat your olives, people. Don't get too drunk. Eat your olives. (laughs) Yeah. I. What person keeps a thermometer in their pocket? thought the same thing again like even if you're not feeling well you're taking a thermometer to the office with you like nope i know like you don't want to stay home yeah don't so don't stay home but you can't just pull out your thermometer in the middle of your workplace and take your temperature it's weird he pulls it out of his breast pocket and like shakes it you know (laughs) I am 39 years old and I still cannot use a mercury thermometer. Thank God technology has advanced to the point where I don't need one. Well, thank God technology has advanced to the point where we're not maybe accidentally going to poison ourselves with a mercury (laughs) thermometer. (laughs) Thanks, digital thermometers. Come on. It wasn't that serious. I guess not. I guess unless you broke it, it wasn't. Yep. I love it. I spent $60 on the thermometer. Best $60 I've ever spent. The thermal, like the forehead one? Yeah, but you just, you don't even swipe it. You just, bonk, and it goes right in the middle of the eyebrows. It touches for a second, done. It's great. I wonder what happens if your forehead's like super greasy like mine. Doesn't matter. Oh, that's good. It does not work on the dogs, I will tell you that. <laughs> I love you know that it doesn't work on the dogs wouldn't you try it probably that's a good point so (laughs) in all uh, amid all this craziness you remember our guest that we had on the podcast blanche yes she is no joke using a meat thermometer (laughs) to take her temperature and she just told me don't poke your tongue be really careful about how far you shove it under your tongue and it's so fucking funny every time. Oh my god. Why doesn't she just buy a regular thermometer? Don't know if you've noticed, Marie, but there's a real shortage going on these days. She does really? Yeah, Even no, she thermom- has Yeah, you you can't buy thermometers because one of the first signs is a fever. But she did tell me later that her mother has a thermometer in the bathroom. And it is functional, but she was using the meat thermometer, which is the same thermometer she uses to test the fish tank temperature, too. I mean, I guess if you alcohol swab it, it should be fine. Sorry, Blanche. Shout out to Blanche and her weird thermometer uses. (laughs) So gross. But now I'm pumped. Like, if my real thermometer breaks, then I have a meat thermometer. I have an extra... Uh, no it's okay good because i might need it if my first one breaks (laughs) like i said i got a meat thermometer um yeah so do you know like was there no such thing as i don't want to call it real coffee but they always talked about instant coffee 
were coffee pots and everything not a thing back then i have no idea i don't know how you would know that but i figured maybe you would Mm, well i do like i like i said i did watch mad men I feel like they had coffee pots, but maybe it was just a more affordable option. And maybe in New York City and the apartments, you don't have them. Safe, safe spacer, space saver, maybe. Yeah. Um. So do you think all of these women were okay with just going to some schnooks apartment, as they put it? Like, they had to be, right? It looked like it. You didn't see any of them complaining. Do you think that they were being... Like, I don't want to say paid. Like, Sheldrake tried to pay. Oh, that was so insulting. Yes. So, at one point, like, Shirley MacLaine is Fran Kublik. And her, like, what do you call that? Her lover, I guess, just brings her back to Baxter's apartment. Baxter's Jack Lemon. And it's Christmas, and he says, I didn't have time to bring get you any presents, but here's something for you. And he hands her a $100 bill, and she's insulted, rightly so. Yeah. But then as he's leaving, did you notice he picked up a stack of presents to take home? Yep. I so sure did. So he did have time to shop. It's just, it's, he's, she's his side piece. That's all she will ever be. And do you think the other women are getting gifts or cash or things like that? I'm going to say no. You think they're just okay with, with maybe, the... maybe cash. But that's so demeaning. Uh, prostitute like. Yeah. Although I got to say, a hundred dollars in today's money. Yeah. Eight hundred and seventy one dollars. Shit. I'll take it. Uh I think I'm not taking it like she did. It's eight hundred dollars. It's almost nine hundred dollars. How do you not? <laughs> uh, like that's good money. I, I it's like dirty money. It's like it's like a crazy stupid love. I don't want your slutty money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's... But after he did that, I wrote, wow, hilarious movie. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, for me, it was the contemplation of suicide and then the attempt that really made me laugh. <sighs> and then the doctor smacking the shit out of her. Wow. Hilarious. You know, they had real doctors on set to advise on how to deal with an attempted suicide oh like God. that. So that's really what they would have done. Wow. They told, they actually said that he wasn't slapping her hard enough. Oh my God. And the director like looked at her and her face was all red from the <gasps> slaps because they were actually doing it. And he was like, we're not doing it any harder. Listen, movies from that time they have some shocking behind the scenes stories can you imagine this guy just repeatedly smacking you in the face like that no and showing no reaction to like just letting your head wobble back and forth like not even not even wincing or something like that Uh like bracing yourself yeah i was watching um uh james 
put on something for both of us. It was called The Dark Side of the Ring. It's wrestling, but it's about Chris Benoit, the guy who he's a family annihilator. So he had fuck, what was it? CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I don't know what that means. So he had too many blows to his head and he basically went crazy. It's like okay. Aaron Hernandez. Okay. So he killed his family, killed himself. It's not funny at all. It's it's really serious and it was really sad. But we're watching this documentary and it was done by Chris Jericho. <laughs> when he did a really good job with it. But he was talking about like taking hits with like a metal chair back in the day. He says, you just brace yourself and you tense and you just wait for it. And it really hurts because you're just getting hit in the head with a steel chair and you just have to like tense and brace. It's crazy. That's insane. And they just like whack you real hard. And I mean, to some extent it's acting, but like it's actually happening. Yeah. Like they're hitting you full strength with that steel. Wow. Or not steel, but like, you know, the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's a folding chair. It's a metal folding chair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's metal, so yeah, that's not well, a not a light watch, but very good and interesting if you're into that kind of a thing, listeners. Some documentaries. Dark Dark Side of the Ring. Yes, you're in the right place because that's what we talk about here. No, we don't. <laughs> not at all. Unless it's a movie like this. Yeah. Um, so I there were some questionable lines after the whole suicide attempt. Okay. Alright. And I, I'm putting this under unbelievability because to me, I can't see anyone like realistically saying things like this. Um tell Sheldrake telling her that she was childish to try to commit suicide. Probably not the best thing to say to someone who just tried to kill themselves. Despicable. Yes. Also, firing the secretary you slept with because she told someone that you slept with her. I mean, back then, I'm sure you could get away with it. Nowadays, can you imagine that lawsuit? Can you imagine the money she'd be rolling in and how quick he'd be fired? Yes, it would blink of an eye. Wouldn't even make it to court. No. She, that Miss Olsen, she seemed pretty badass, though. Like, the whenever he fired her, she held her head high, and she just took it, threw a couple zingers, and walked out proud. I really liked Miss Olsen, and I liked her style. Those Me glasses, too. the whole, yeah. The leopard hat. I liked it. Yeah. I liked Shirley MacLaine's hair as well. Me too. I was like, oh, I haven't cut my hair since august maybe i can quarantine cut it myself into that style please don't please don't (laughs) i would not recommend i'm thinking about it though there are a lot of split ends out there yeah that's tough thanks i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you because the last time I had split ends, I was literally like cutting away with cuticle scissors. And then I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> and then went to a super cuts immediately. <laughs> Problems. Um, yeah. I also didn't like when she said, why can't I ever fall in love with somebody nice like you? Again, very insulting. It is very insulting. Also, 
whenever he says your mirror is broken. I like it that way. I look how I feel. That didn't ring any alarm bells for him. Just hilarious movie. Mm-hmm. Such- Me- I mean, mental problems typically are just funny as hell. Yep. But like, it's one thing in this movie. There's like no funny movements. I mean, obviously back in the day that this wasn't seen as mental problems. But like, I loved like Little Miss Sunshine, not a rom-com, but like kind of like a dark comedy. They're talking, you know, they're dealing with mental problems. Garden State, dealing with mental problems. You laugh in that movie. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Why can't they just make it more like this? I think that the, these, those movies also deal with it sensitively, though. Like, it's not brushing. Like, they've completely brushed over the fact that she had suicide. And now that she's with Baxter, or a.k.a. Jack Lemmon, she's going to be fine. Like, that's not how that works. No. And I think that's why, you know, movies like you were just talking about, like, they know they're not going to be fine. Yeah. And I'm trying to like look at the list too and see if there's anything else. But Trainwreck was pretty good. I mean, she had some serious like substance abuse problems and she kind of got her shit together. But well, about a boy. Oh yeah, duh. About a boy and much better movie. What's that? Much better movie. It was a much better movie. I thought it was a little bit more lighthearted at points, but it also took the the mental issues seriously yeah i to get things a little bit on the lighter side my last unbelievability all right oh no two i have two more um but one's a funny one Um, that woman at the bar who's trying to get jack lemon's attention just by blowing the straw papers at him no one is that accurate with a straw paper no one i never hit my target remember our mother with that was she that accurate? I know she did it all. Oh, yeah. She loved doing that, and she was good at it. <sighs> I'm so bad at it. All right. Well, that shatters my lighthearted unbelievability. Thanks. I thought that the spaghetti noodle in the tennis racket, at the end of the movie, it was still flexible. Once spaghetti dries, it's hard. Yeah. So I did not think that was believable. That was, okay. a, no- that was a good lighthearted moment, though. Yeah, the fact that he used the tennis racket to strain the spaghetti. Hey, why was he rinsing off his spaghetti noodles? Is that a thing people do? I was going to ask you the same thing. I have no idea. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I don't think so either. All right. Cool. If you rinse off your spaghetti noodles, let us know. Tweet at us. Message us. At a toast to rom-coms on Twitter. I love the remote control for the TV. I didn't know that those things existed. I don't remember. It was towards the beginning. He had the TV and then there was like this triangular box on the TV on the stand next to him. So as he was eating his TV dinner, he would like twist the knob and it would change the channels. But it was like huge. It was like that big and it just sat there. So I thought it was cool. That is neat. Believability. I'm done. Okay. You done? One more. Okay. One more. Mr. Sheldrake was with his side piece on Christmas Eve at 730. Oh, and then New Year's Eve. Yeah. And New Year's Eve. Oh, no, that was after the divorce. That was after he moved out. Oh, uh, okay. So that's more believable. But Christmas Eve? 
No. <laughs> you have huh? children. Something that I didn't realize and I thought what thought was interesting. You know like how everyone's Christmas cards are like pictures nowadays. Yeah. The Sheldrake had one. Yeah. His Christmas card was a picture of him and his family, like on a, like a postcard. I didn't realize that that had been a thing back then. I didn't either. That's a that's interesting. I wonder if it was um like something wealthy people did. Oh, good question. We'll never know the answer. Um, I got a different question for you. I'm not going to be able to answer it. I'm sure. Yeah, you will. Okay. What's your What's your flavor candle back there on your space heater? Serenity. Does it bring you serenity? No, it kind of smells like suntan lotion, and I don't really like it, which is why it's coconutty. Yeah. Oh, I like coconut. You want it? Whenever this quarantine shit is all over, I'll bring you this candle. Say, uh, save me for that candle for after the pandemic. <sighs> yeah, I'm uh, telling you, September second. I'm going with targets. Targets date. When <gasps> they'll do curbside curbside again shit september 2nd it's gonna I, happen i do have another candle up here that is legitimately my favorite candle maybe ever champagne toast by bath and body works um that's bernard's lotion and body spray that's so awesome. every, night, every night when we go to bed i smell champagne toast it smells so good that's romantic mm-hmm. I, honestly i i don't like men's smells they're way too strong for me I, well, James has an amber deodorant that I'm obsessed with, and I don't know. What's amber? Like, what's the brand name? Old Spice, but they don't sell it in stores anymore, so I bought it in bulk on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) He's literally got four downstairs. (laughs) And then whenever I'm going to work for a long day, I wear it. Uh, It's just a really nice, comforting scent. It's like, I'm trying to think of like a smell to equate it with but i can't really think of anything i mean it's amber i guess amber is like a scent but i do like eucalyptus and like rosemary like that kind of a thing Mm-hmm. well hello millie my dog just opened the door and came in so, i didn't i couldn't hear it on the microphone so um i don't think i did either i just heard some jangling on the doorknob <laughs> obstacles I mean, she's in love with a married man is one. Does he have an obstacle? I don't think he. I think so. Just with how much of a goober he is and how, like, not confident. I think she says it like, doesn't she have like a little speech about those types of men being takers and they just keep taking, taking and he's allowing them to take from him something like that i don't remember i blocked a lot of this out i'm not gonna lie so i th- yeah i agree that i think that his lack of self-confidence is okay. yeah she's just so blinded by this asshole shell drake and i couldn't get over the fact that none of these men were attractive like, none of Sheldrake them was not an attractive man mm-hmm no, not at all. I said he's a less likable Don Draper. Well, and that, he said, like, I was reading the facts on IMDb. Lord, I hope those are all true. <laughs> and he said that 
um, he got a lot of hate mail for this. This movie? And he, yeah, and that he would never do a, like, role like this again because of how unlikable he was. And he was actually worried about it because he had just gotten cast in the shaggy dog, I think he said. <laughs> Which is very family friendly. Which is very family friendly. Well, that's really shitty that he got hate mail. It's a fucking role. It's not him as a human being. People are crazy. You know that. Yeah. People are crazy. I'm sure that actors get shit for their roles all the time. But it's that frustrates me. It's a job. It's not who they uh, are. I know. Like, but I can't imagine. Like I told you, Bernard and I have been watching The Hunters, mm-hmm. and there's like an American Nazi in there. Yeah, ye. And I keep I look at him and I'm like, man, this guy's a good actor. But whenever like I see him, I'm gonna see you're an American Nazi. And it's just kind of like, I can't, I could never, he's doing such a good job that I couldn't envision him as anything else. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is going to be a hilarious podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What about, hey, Bernard, do you, do you agree like that kid in the hunters that's playing an American Nazi? Like he's doing such a good job. I could never picture him as anything else. Yeah. He'll. Like he'll always just be a Nazi. Bernard said he couldn't, he can't play anything else but a Nazi because he does it so well. No, well, that's sad. Oh, he also threw out he could also be a serial killer. That's the guy, the guy from. The, oh, yeah. He got he has a whole range of good roles out there for him. No, oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. So chemistry. Wait, I forgot a couple things. Okay, that I wanted to say. Remember Baxter's suicide attempt story? Was that supposed to be funny? I don't know if that was supposed to be funny, but I thought two things. One, did he not go to jail for shooting himself in the knee? And like, what? I don't know what gun laws were like back then. Two, he still had that gun. He still had the gun. It was so weird. He would just pulled out the gun. And then he just like casually tossed it in a box. <laughs> like hopefully that wasn't loaded. <laughs> if you're just tossing it. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, come on. But apparently then that was like a gag that they used. You know how like she thought he shot himself because the champagne cork went out? Yeah. Well, that was a gag they used in different movies. Hilarious. Absolutely. Again, people killing themselves. What's not funny about that? Yep. Everything, actually. <laughs> Everything is not funny about suicide. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah. I uh, I just whenever I read the description for this movie, I just never thought that it was going to be like this. I saw Jack Lemon's name and I was like, oh, this will probably be good because I think like some like it hot, you know, some like it hot, grumpy old men, all of those. Yeah. I think some like it hot is what number 11. Oh, so coming up mm-hmm. after Groundhog Day is enough said. I'm I don't not, know that one. I think it's another old one. Then bringing up baby. Oh, see, I'm disappointed. I thought Lynn would do that one with us, but I don't think we're going to have any guests during the quarantine podcast. 
Unless we want to have James on or Bernard. Yeah, Bernard and I could sit cheek to cheek, I guess. Yeah, you could do that. Enough said. It says 2013. Okay, never mind. With Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini? 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, romance slash drama. Great. great. Wonder if there's suicide in that. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> at least it's only an hour and 33 minutes long. Bonus. Absolutely. All right. Great. So we have that to look forward to. This one, whenever you sent me that this one was two hours and five minutes, I was like, no. <laughs> Over two hours. It was a long two hours and five minutes, too. It was. I had a very hard time paying attention during that last half hour. See, I was glad because I stopped it last night with 34 minutes left, and then I watched the rest of it this morning. So it was good to break it up like that. Just for future reference, if you're having trouble, stop it and then pick it up later. See, I like to just get it over with. Yeah. Do you also eat all of your favorite food first and save what you don't like for last? Uh-huh. See, I save what I like for last. But what if you what if you're a fool? I will force that fucking shit down. No, that's funny that it, we're so opposite that way. Uh huh. You're like Bernard. That's what he does. Um. So chemistry. I mean, I really I, was not feeling them. Are we talking about Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon? Yes. I wasn't feeling it. I thought really? it was I thought it was forced. Like the whole gin rummy game at the end and I don't know. I, maybe it's just because this whole movie I just didn't really like, but I didn't like it. You gotta post that picture of your cat on Instagram. That's really cute. Uh she's like hanging. I mean, hopefully it's not dangerous that she's just like laying down in all these wires. <laughs> I think it's fine. (laughs) Next to a paint can of peeps. It's my art supplies. Okay. And then I got, and then I got this goober sitting down on the other side. Yeah. I just, I didn't think that they had bad chemistry. I, 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 I'm surprised they ended up together. How about that? I am too. I, based on how this movie was going, I was fully expecting her to be with um, Sheldrake. So do you think Sheldrake and his wife actually divorced? Yes. Okay. Um, I think Olsen probably explained the extent of his infidelity, mm-hmm. which he deserves. Mm-hmm. And that whole promotion thing just really hit rubbed me the wrong way too how he was getting promoted for letting people fuck people and or letting people fuck in his apartment yeah a little weird a little dirty just a little dirty (laughs) like ooh. did bernard watch this movie he tried to watch this movie and then completely lost it just read would look up if i asked him to look up and then went to bed yeah. Like it it was a good call on his part. Yeah. <sighs> James went down to play Animal Crossing. That's his new obsession. What'd you say, Bernard? 
Yes. The Christmas. That was, yeah. Oh, you heard it. Okay. Yeah, I did hear it a little bit. I don't think it'll show up on the thing, but I heard it. It was humorous. I loved that Christmas party scene. That was probably my favorite scene in the movie. People were making out everywhere. People were in like the other offices. It was a little bit like, but I think I wish society was still like that a little bit. God, I wish I could drink on the job. I wish yeah. I could like go to a cabinet and pull out like a liquor, uh, like a bar, and that would be great. <laughs> like dancing on the table yeah over there did you see the woman stripping towards the end of that party it like, was it hard to that. miss because they did the doom 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 do, do, like that kind of music holy shit so today was really hot it actually got up to 76 degrees which is really hot for us right now and i'm sweating because our air conditioning is not on and heat rises and it's really fucking hot up here Really? It's that our house is very cool right now. No, ours is I mean at least upstairs, like honestly, about halfway down the stairs, you can feel the temperature change. Yeah. So, it's just really really hot. And I'm We have sweating. a thunderstorm going on right now. I don't, but I have a lot of lightning. I'm getting a little bit of a light show out this window. Mm-hmm. Uh so are we done with like I hate to short chemistry that much but i really don't have anything to say about it did they even kiss in this movie at all nope i didn't think so that was the one thing i could not remember very much like did they kiss at all and i don't think they i didn't think they did no like the the banter wasn't very witty nope. to me because and during the beginning of the movie he was too stalkerish and then at the end of the movie everyone was too sensitive because she tried to kill herself so yeah i don't i just didn't think that the talk was there the way it should have been there it wasn't my cup of tea they didn't kiss i thought she was cute she was she was yeah so yeah um moment they fell in love i think he was kind of like a love at first sight kind of guy like I feel like he really cared for her whenever he was in the elevator with her and I don't know and then with her at that bar with Shell Drake she kind of put it together I I don't want to call it like I I agree with everything that you said but I don't want to call it love at first sight because they were riding in the elevator on a consistent basis so we don't know how much talk that they had before the movie started. I thought that maybe that relationship had been developing over time. Gotcha. So I don't even know if I don't know that I would necessarily call it love. I might call it a crush, but I feel like he maybe knew her better than we think. Okay. He knew her. I can see that like small talk and stuff and, Enough talk that they he got interested to look up her personal information on his own time and stalk her a little bit. Blech. Yeah. No. I thought the punches that the brother-in-law gave him were deserved just for that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, But her, like you said, at the New Year's Eve party when she realizes the difference of being someone's toy and someone who actually cares about you. 
I just, I really, I didn't, I think I didn't like this movie because I didn't like any of the characters. He was too much of a pushover. She was just dumb. She just fooled herself. There's not, like, she did. Like, she was in a bad situation and she was never going to pull herself out of it because obviously this guy's never going to leave his wife. You're just going to be in this unrequited love situation. Is it unrequited or unrequited? Unrequited. Thank you. Unrequited love situation. And she's just going to be miserable. But I also like, was she, is, is it lying to yourself? Is that what it is? Like, yes, this guy is going to leave his wife. Yes, he does love me. All that. Is she just lying to herself? Or what is that? I I think part of it is just like she feels good because it's like bad. And it's something that she'll never have. So she wants it that much more. It seemed like that was kind of her character. This is a hilarious podcast. Guys, if you're in quarantine, buckle up for these laughs. <laughs> Good stuff. It's not our fault that this movie is on the list. It's really not. But, you know, Groundhog Day will be great. Is it Groundhogs or Groundhog? Groundhog Day. Oh, I always say Just- Groundhogs. <laughs> It's like I always say it's like I always say cards against humanities, not cards against humanity. Yeah. So moment they fell in love, like, do you think they were actually are in love? No. Do I you? Don't they, I don't think they are either. I think he's a safe bet. I think so too. And he's infatuated. But I think this leads into I, I don't think this is the next thing, but do they stay together? Because, no, she... I, I think they do. You think they do? Oh, see, I think she cheats on him and has an affair later because she's not satisfied by him. But that doesn't mean they don't stay together. Mm. That means that she cheats on him and has an affair. I guess you're right. He's a pushover. We know that from what's happened previously in the movie. So he is going to love her no matter what she does. So it's going to kind of be, to me, like a reverse Sheldrake situation where he's going to be in the wife's position and not know what's happening. Yeah. And if he finds out, we you think that Mrs. Sheldrake cared. But I don't think that he is going to care. I think she's just going to smooth it over and he's going to say, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So iconic scene. Um, I think the end where they're playing Jin on the couch, continuing the hand. What did you pick? You hated that scene. No, I picked something really morbid. (laughs) Oh my God. What did you pick? I picked him finding her in his bed and being in total disbelief with that girl and like just struggling to get her out and try to wake her up because that's the rom-com coincidence that happened in this movie it is the rom-com coincidence it's also probably the cringeworthy moment (laughs) i don't know why but that's what i like i sat whenever the movie was ending and i like legit thought about it and i was like all right 
this is it. It was either that or him um, straining spaghetti with his racket. Yeah, I thought the end for me when they both got back together, like at the end, because she realizes that she quote unquote loves him. Even though she doesn't say it. Right. But then they go back to how he like playing gin, which is what he was trying to get her to do all throughout her recovery time. So it's just a weak movie and not a feel good movie at all. I didn't find it to be a feel good movie at all. I didn't think the ending was very hopeful to me. Mm -mm. It was more like he was trying to escape from it all and she was settling and mm-hmm. then because she wanted to settle, he was going to stay there. I just felt like it was the road to unhappiness. They were just two lost people who were still lost at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's a good way to put that. Also, well, I mean, I do want to give him credit, though, because he did stand up for himself to Mr. Sheldrake at the end. And that was that was a, a good moment in the movie. Because he became a mensch. Yes. I did like that, Doctor. Doctor. Oh no. Oh no, is there a baby? There is. You have eyes on a baby. I do. Hold on a moment. Sure. <gasps> what are you doing out of bed? Yeah. Hi. You want you want her to tell you something? Let's see. Grandma, this goes by your ear. Hi, cutie. What are you doing out of bed? You're having a late night. Tell tell him why you're awake. Because you needed she mommy? Was, she was crying for mommy. Yeah. Why were you crying? What did you hear? Ooh, I just heard it at my house. I think What's it that? moved from your house to my house. What's that called? Thunder. Yeah. It it won't hurt you. No, thunder's completely harmless. I think they're just going to sit there and listen to the end of it. Okay. That's Sorry. fine. No, I don't care. We're fine. Yeah. We just have to rate it pretty much. Yeah, so uh, any final thoughts you got? None. <laughs> I really don't. I have no final thoughts. I thought that the I I just had one or two. One that I the contrast of the office party and the New Year's party. I thought the New Year's party was extremely depressing. It was just her and Sheldrake there. I thought it was horribly depressing. They were alone in that bar full of people, kind of, and neither of them looked like they were having a good time. No. Not would at all. You, would you have enjoyed that off that New Year's party? Like, New, is that- New Year's at the bar? Mm-mm. No. no. Christmas party? Probably. Yeah, that looked like fun. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say. It yeah. Looked like it looked like fun. No, I've been to a New Year's party like that. It's not fun. Yeah. So I also don't have a lot of final thoughts to go with this movie. I remember I do have a note at 
whatever when the doctor was slapping her. I guess that's my other final thought. I love the doctor and his wife. Oh, yeah. They were the best characters. His wife was so sweet. Yeah. The doctor and the wife were were it for this movie. Um, When he was slapping her, I thought, how is there 52 minutes left in this movie? Because after she tried to commit suicide, there was 52 minutes left in that movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Crazy. Yeah, but that's all my final thoughts. Um, do they stay together? I think so. I think he's too much of a pushover to, to not be with her. I think you make a good point, but I'm going to say they don't stay together. Yeah. Uh, I will never watch this movie again. Nope. No, I will not either. Um, if you were to rate it out of martini glasses, what would your rating be? I gotta go like a one point five. I'm going out of five martini glasses. I'm going with one. Yeah, it was not a good movie. I did not like it. Like you said, it was racy for the time, so maybe the forbidden part of it was hanky panky. Yeah, and the extramarital affairs and loving a married man, but overall, yeah. not a fan. Yeah, it was bad. Um, no, I will be content to never see this again. And I'm very excited to do Groundhog Day next. Oh, yeah. You know how I love Bill Murray. Oh, I know. Maybe, maybe now that we have a quarantine, maybe I'll get around to uh, DMing him. (laughs) Can you, can you do that? Does he have a Twitter? I have no idea how to DM someone. So no, I'm not going to do that. You're going to slide into Bill Murray's DMs. (laughs) (laughs) I think that guy has a better chance of DMing than I do. I don't know what that means. I don't even know. (laughs) Like, I think it's instant messaging through Twitter. I don't know why it's DMing instead of just instant messaging. Direct messaging instead of instant (laughs) Oh, is that what it means? Mm-hmm. I had to have one of my younger coworkers explain it to me. <laughs> We're so old. I know. And I'm <laughs> really not, not even 30. <laughs> I know. I'm just out of this lingo. Oh, man, you got work to do. Just down that. Okay. It's the ice. No ice. I know, but I like my drinks cold. Oh, you just shake them up extra long. All right. Well, until next time. So please rate review subscribe thank you you're Could welcome not think of a third <laughs> subscribe it really um, helps us out guys whenever you rate and review that's how we actually chart so please 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 if you regularly listen to us please um please rate and review and subscribe because it would I mean a lot to us i don't care if you don't regularly listen to us oh. just Great review it and subscribe. All right. Well, oh, and then um, I'm going to try to post the shirts that you had made on Instagram because oh, they're cool. very fun. Um, I really like them and they're very comfortable. They are super comfy. Those are high quality shirts. High quality so, shirts. I don't know how ordering them would go in a pandemic though. Yeah. True story. Express interest. Then maybe in like August, we'll get it out to you (laughs) because things are slow. Until next time, watch up. Watch up. Drink up. And cheers. And I love that we both pointed at each other at the exact same time.